I believe that mankind is facing its biggest challenge ever in global warming is one of our own making and is one which is going to require our own solution. We are now beginning to see from 2011 onward that we've got to look at a different approach. Even if we stopped our emissions now, we are still committed to thousands of years of climate change. Nothing that man can do will affect the weather in the next 30 years. Nothing. The weather is going to take place irrespective of what man does. And that's the facts. The effects that mankind has had on the environment has become more and more pronounced to the point where it no longer falls within natural variability. It has become common knowledge that the average temperature of the planet has been steadily rising for the last 40 years. We've all been persuaded to do our bit, to change our habits and live greener lives. I am joined today by Carl. I'm Carl Neer. And Eric. I want cheap electricity. Carl is an activist who campaigns for cleaner emissions. Eric is an ex-prison warden who used to be chairman of a society that opposed the green movement. Almost everyone agrees that the climate is changing, but the reasons for this are fiercely disputed. The seeds were set back in the Industrial Revolution when we first industrialised. That saw the start of mankind's emissions troubles with carbon dioxide. The effects of that, we're starting to feel that now. We're starting to see freak weather from 2008, 2009. The horrendous floods that hit the world last year in 2010, even down to the snow uh, that caused so much chaos and trouble for everybody at Christmas time last year here in Scotland. And this is projected to last for the next several thousand years. But on the other hand, climate change will always take place. Uh, it has over the centuries and it will continue to take. And I totally disagree with those who say it's taking place due to greenhouse gases and the green machine. Not to say that it doesn't contribute to it, but I think it's a small contributor to it. I think if the green machine can come up with something from 2011 onwards, I'm quite happy to listen. But anything they've said up to now has been absolutely thrown in the kinder by recent research which suggests that it only contributes a very small part towards climate change. At the very maximum, it's 15%. The rest is Mother Nature doing its own thing. Natural variability doesn't have the effect that it used to have. Mankind's effect through our emissions is, is drowning natural variability out and scientists, based on their evidence and based on their observations, are now able to come forward and with increasing um, certainty, they're able to attribute extreme weather events, such as the heat waves in Russia that we witnessed a few years ago, um, down to the catastrophic flooding and rain events and snow events. These are now becoming attributable to global warming. These are no longer within the realms of natural variability. Very worrying. We are all familiar with the idea of greenhouse gases being released from the burning of carbon-based fuels, but is this the sole cause? The European uh, Commission on Climate Change allowed a group of scientists to hold an experiment in the linear accelerator uh, in Switzerland, and the idea was to try and bash atoms and create the same activity as one gets some sunspots. They were very successful in this, but interestingly enough, while they allowed them to publish it, they asked them not to comment on it. 
Again, because it would have upset the common held beliefs about greenhouse gases and climate change. Nonetheless, they've allowed them to go ahead and do another experiment next year. And one is quite hopeful that this will start to give us the first real scientific evidence about what's going on in the upper atmosphere and what in fact controls our weather. So, this new research should shed some more light on what we know about our climate and how much effect mankind really has on the planet. Let's find out more. The work done by scientists all across the world has given the light to that. They're saying that while the sun obviously has to have some kind of an effect on our climate, in terms of the catastrophic climate change that we see, the sun's effect is negligible. How very confusing. People are very worried about the climate changing. But what effects can we expect to see from this in the near future? The effects of that, we're starting to feel that now. We're starting to see freak weather from 2008, 2009, the horrendous floods that hit the world last year in 2010, even down to the snow uh, that caused so much chaos and trouble for everybody at Christmas time last year here in Scotland. And this is projected to last for the next several thousand years. I think it's very nice that they want to know what's going to happen then when they can't tell me what's happening next week. <laughs> Even if we stopped our emissions now, we are still committed to thousands of years of climate change. That's projected to take everything from droughts, uh, extreme weather events such as the Pakistan floods, for example. Renewable energy is a big part of this topic. Being able to make energy without harmful emissions or the risk of it ever running out is an exciting prospect. Eric is an expert on this subject. Eric, tell it like it is. Windows, the best we can anticipate in Scotland is 30%. Uh, of installed capacity. They will operate 30% of all capacity. Yeah. We've no way of storing it, because even that 30%, a lot of it will come at the wrong time, in the middle of the night when they don't need it. We've no way of storing it, so we've got to use more base. Uh, we're all right at the moment that our bases are running, but if you've got to start it up, you get no carbon save at all. How about solar power? I think that the way they're building the fields in Africa and initial results feel excellent, but then it's ideal conditions for them. The only system that can start immediately is hydro. I mean, if you phoned up hydro tomorrow and say, now, and say, I want electricity in five minutes, as he said, well, sir. But if you phoned up Kokenzi and say, I need X, oh, come back in five hours or six hours, can he do that? Nuclear's the same, as long as nuclear's producing it's all right, but you can't switch it on and off just like yeah. that. So the only thing you can switch on and off is uh, hydro. And they're not allowing us to build any more hydro stations, which I disagree with. One thing they say is that we're not going to get the rain that we used to have in Scotland. The same yeah. way as they said that we should cancel all the ski slopes and have we've had two of the best years we've ever had. Uh, I was on a committee that actually was looking at that and uh, giving information. And, uh, I mean, my view was, yes, you're bound to get snow again. I don't know yeah. when, but you're bound to get it. Of yeah. course, they were on to me two years ago when we got the first snow up the cairn and go, oh, you're right, you're right. Uh, and lovely it was. So I'm delighted. I don't think carbon capture is the, the answer because I think that's very dangerous to do something without first doing a long-term experiment to see what yeah. happens to the carbon when it's absorbed in the earth. To wrap things up, here are my guests' views for the future. The driver for any political action must come from the people who elected that government in the first place. So as people become more aware of what's happening with our climate, it becomes imperative for those people, or it becomes impossible for those people not to act. It's in your face every day. So it remains for the people 
to encourage the governments to, to do the right thing, but the governments, as always, will find themselves in the position of balancing off the needs of their population with the needs of the people who have large amounts of money and a commercial stake in maintaining the status quo. Um, and unfortunately, when it's public will versus corporate money, corporate money has a nasty habit of winning out on that one. In real material terms, no, the governments aren't doing enough. They could do more, they could do better, proposals exist, but at the moment, no, they're not doing enough. I hope they do. Climate change is going to take place and global warming, global cooling. We really have got to set up an organisation whose prime purpose is forgetting the arguments of the sceptics, forgetting the arguments of the green, but just looking and saying, no matter what we do, climate change is going to do, let's do something to allow the world to cope with this and make the social decisions, the judgmental decisions that haven't got money at the side of them and greed and intellectual capacity. And there are a lot of young scientists out there who would love to be involved in this, but because of the groupthink that's going on and the absolute total you mustn't disagree with us, they're not coming forward. An absolutely epic thank you to my guests, Carl and Eric. And an even more epic thank you to you. Yes, you. Good night and good luck. <laughs>